0: Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times and today I am joined by a friend of mine and also someone really, really inspirational. I've known this person for six years, so that's quite a long time and I learned quite a lot from this individual. He was someone that taught to me that when you want something, you go figure it out and you go do it yourself and he's opened a lot of perspectives for me so I'm really, really glad that I get to introduce him today on my podcast. Guys, please welcome Naveed Nathu to to the podcast. Welcome, Nav.
1: What's up? Thanks.
0: <laughs> Thank you for being here today. So I want to jump right into it. And I'll, I'll, I'd like people to know a bit more about yourself. So if you could just briefly tell us about yourself, just so people are aware.
1: Um, so on paper... Uh, I guess I'll start there. I, uh, started, uh, a company called AirPost, which was a enterprise cloud security company based in Palo Alto, like San Francisco, Silicon Valley area. Um, through that for a few years. And then, uh, that was acquired by box box.com, which is a public billion dollar company, um, moved over to box with my team, uh, worked on stuff in artificial intelligence. Uh, data security, big data, uh, acquisitions, so corporate development, that kind of stuff at Box. Uh, I also was part of a couple accelerators. Uh, Some of you guys might have heard of Techstars, uh, Alchemist Accelerator, uh, which is an enterprise accelerator. So only deep tech companies, security, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, quantum computing, that kind of stuff. Um, I joined them to do something called Alchemist X, which was like a corporate innovation, uh idea um, that that i helped run um but i think the stuff on paper isn't as interesting as the stuff outside of paper so uh, a lot of my passion is on how do we make the world better <laughs> and i think there's just a lot of uh, smart people working on stupid things uh, if you think about where some of the world's smartest people are let's say in machine learning they're probably working on snapchat filters Uh, instead of, like, drug discovery or something. Um, And when you look at the world's biggest problems, you look at things like education in rural areas, for example, and the people that are focused on that, um, you know, one, there's not many, and second, it's not necessarily the smartest people in the world that's doing that. And so, you know, I've had the opportunity to work in uh, Central Asia, so in Tajikistan, uh, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, those areas doing stuff in early childhood education. Um, I was in Bangladesh doing stuff with microfinance. Uh, I was in East Africa with this guy over here, uh, doing stuff with uh, (laughs) international development and sustainable development. Um, So just a lot of really cool international experiences, uh, working with cool organizations around the world in uh, social development. Um, And then outside of that, in my brain, I just like learning a lot of things, uh, specifically philosophy. Um, that's a huge passion of mine and really interested in, ra- in the intersections between emerging technology and really big problems and how we can use emerging technologies to solve big problems that we couldn't solve before. So that's a that's a general intro to, I guess, who I am.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. That. that was a pretty good one as well. I want to get into TKS, short for the Knowledge Society. So TKS is obviously founded by you and your brother, Nadim, who I've actually not had the pleasure to meet him yet, but... Hopefully one day, who knows, sometime soon that happens. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but four to five years ago, we were having a chat uh, on Facebook. It was about an article that I had written called No Motivation Equals No Success. We were just having a discussion about it. And you told me about TKS. And at the time, TKS was just an idea. So this wasn't official. The company didn't really exist yet. And you told me about it. You told me about the concept. You even showed me the website that was being built and you asked me for feedback. So that was actually pretty cool. And we had a whole discussion about it. And I remember when you told me about this, I just remember thinking to myself, this is genius. This is absolutely genius. And this is what the world needs. So I'd like to get into it. What is the Knowledge Society?
1: Yeah, so so with TKSs, Uh, right now I guess is think of it like Olympic level training but for the world's next CEOs and innovators and disruptors and inventors when you when you look at you know Elon Musk and you're like oh how do I become Elon Musk well there's no real path to that like you can't go anywhere that trains you how to develop those mindsets or skills or knowledge or anything you need to go make a really big impact on the world Um, when you look at our education system There's definitely a lot of gaps in it because the world's just moved really quickly Um, and it's hard for big systems to catch up so when you're looking at things like uh, mindset changes for example being adaptable is probably one of the most important traits someone can have today i mean look what happens you you get a global pandemic and the world completely changes in the matter of weeks Uh, and if you're not adaptable then you're part of the group that's basically fell behind and and really struggling right now. Whereas the most adaptable people and organizations can be thriving right now. And so what we do in the knowledge society is is train young people, so specifically ages 13 to 17 years old, on these skills, mindsets, knowledge, uh, and help them be in a community of like-minded people so that they can eventually one day make a big impact on the world. And one of the things that we talk about is um, in order to reach unconventional success, you have to take an unconventional path. Um, and TKS is, is is trying to help people figure out what their unconventional path is and not trying to be too prescriptive on what you need to do to be successful, but rather how you need to think to become successful or how what kind of skills that you need to develop as a foundation to be able to unlock your potential and actually do things in the world. Does that make sense?
0: That makes complete sense and you know it's still the same way that you convey the idea five years ago when TKS didn't even exist and it was just an idea and you were talking to me about it. From my understanding this isn't your typical after school program. I want to know a bit more about the program if you can share a bit more about it. How does it work?
1: Yeah so uh, right now we have the program is an in-person program it runs once a week Um, and so everyone comes in person on the weekend. Uh, but this year we're actually planning on launching TKS virtual. So having a virtual program, especially with COVID right now, um, and then opening up to young kids around the world to, to potentially get involved with. Um, so there's a lot of different assets of the program. Um, at at the core of it, there's really those four pillars that I mentioned, mindsets, skills, knowledge, and networks. Um, and we've basically built it out to tackle each of those three th- each of those four things. Um, so in every session, we focus on a specific mindset and how would we train that mindset. Why it's important. Um, we have a specific skill that we focus on. For example, how to write. So copywriting is one of the most valuable skills today. Yet in school, we're teaching kids how to write you know ten page essays with writing that people don't even use in the real world. Um, and so, like real-world skills, tangible skills that they can use—presenting, communicating, how to have good meetings, for example—is another one of those skills that we teach that nobody ever teaches you, and you just kind of have to figure it out. Um, Knowledge—we focus specifically on exponential technologies, things like quantum computing, nanotechnology, gene editing, blockchain, AI, IoT, all that all that fancy stuff uh, we focus on in the sessions. And then with networks, actually training people on how to build their personal networks and how to actually. Um, seek guidance from the smartest people in the world and unlock those doors because today you have platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter where you could probably access like 90% of some of the most prominent leaders in the world, um, but people don't know how to use it. So how do you actually tap into these new resources to to unlock doors for you? And and basically at the end of the day, trying to become independent so that you don't have any barriers. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that that I really think about a lot is how do you remove barriers? Um, because I think people have a lot of potential and you know, one side of it is about how do I realize that potential, but then the other side of it is how do I just remove the barriers to, to realizing that potential? Oftentimes we're trying to like follow a path, do this, do this, do this. But what about the things like not to do, or what about the things that just generally hold people back like their insecurities? We don't usually talk about those types of things, and I think it's really important too.
0: I find I find it so remarkable that you've created this program for young kids. Like this is something that I mean, obviously I'm not in the age bracket anymore, but I wish I had this when I was growing up. I really, I really do, because by the sounds of it, and by everything that you guys achieved to date, it's just a remarkable program. And it does speak to perhaps the future of education. And I'll get into that in a bit. About a year ago, you gave a TED talk called, are we making the most of human potential? And for those of you who have not seen that yet, please do go on YouTube and search, are we making the most of human potential with Navid Nasu. It is really insightful and really, really inspirational. You said a lot of stuff that were really catchy and remarkable and inspiring. One of the things that you said that I remember quite well was that the world's most valuable resource isn't money, nor gold, nor oil, it's people. But the way that we are mining human potential is like using a pickaxe to mine for gold. I could definitely see the per- the, the underlying cause of that. Of that statement and that reminded me of another statement that I've heard from someone else I can't necessarily remember who these are the statement and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out and then I would like you to tell me if you agree with it and why these other statements said that if education is the key then school is the box do you agree with that statement and why or why not
1: Uh, I don't know if I fully understand the interpretation of it because I think we can think about it in different ways. I think when I think about the word education, I think about um, being educated. So like someone teaching you when you think about school in general, like you go there to learn. Whereas I think the, the way the world's moving right now is less of a focus on education and more of a focus on knowledge and skill development, mindset development. And and again, a lot of people might interpret it as like, that's the same thing. But I think in my head, the way I think about it is um, being, I guess, like self-taught and seeking knowledge, seeking skill development on your own. Um, and I think a lot of it is also introspection. Um, just learning about all the world wars isn't going to help you figure out what you're passionate about in life. It's not gonna help you figure out how you wanna make your contribution you know, in the world. So I think like just learning things is like one part of unlocking your potential. Um, you know, School can help play a part into that. But I think now more than ever, it's important to look at introspection, understanding yourself, number one. Um, and number two is really about understanding the world. And I think once you can understand yourself and understand the world, then the next piece is how do you build the right skills and, and mindsets and knowledge to actually do something with that? And so what I mean by that is when I talk about understanding yourself, I think people are very different. Uh, if you look into depth psychology, things like Myers-Briggs, um, and just understanding general personality types, whether or not you fully subscribe to them, they do hold some level of truth. Um, people can resonate with one more than another. And what that tells us is that there are different types of people in the world and there is no one size fits all model. Uh, And depending on what type of person you are, what do you value? For example, do you value efficiency and being able to get things done? Or do you value people and being able to create harmony amongst the people you're around? And people could say, well, I value both. But at the end of the day, like there are people that value one over the other. Are you willing to step on toes to get stuff done? Or would you rather not get that thing done and make sure you know people are doing okay? But that's just one of many examples on understanding yourself and what type of person you are, because based on that, you should probably take a route that optimizes for your values and, and how you think about the world. Then when you look at the world and understand the world, well, what is the world actually like? Most of the time we, we grew up in like these small boxes um, where we just think, oh, math, science, english whatever and there's so much more to the world than that there's the the number of new jobs like new types of jobs that have come out in the last 10 years is insane like 20 years ago nobody ever thought they would make money making videos you know like youtube didn't exist instagram didn't exist there was no such thing as a professional influencer now you have people making millions of dollars opening up shoe boxes it gets nuts (laughs) <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's that part of the world, but then there's also understanding like problems that are happening in the world. Um, there's so many different problems from supply chain to healthcare, to energy, uh, obviously education. And so understanding the different parts of the, the world and what's happening is important and how the world works. How do deals get done? How do you raise money for something? Like that is understanding how the world works, um, and understanding other people. And then once you do that, then figuring out, well, what kind of impact do I want to make and how do I make that impact? So what skills do you need to know? For example, I know a lot of people who just over um, optimize for being, you know, great at technical skills, like understanding the math and physics of certain things. Okay. But do you know how to send an email? Do you know how to convince someone to hop on a 20 minute meeting with you and then extract value from that and create action items to follow up? Um, There's, there's so many different skills that I think people need. And I think being boxed into to one corner, chart. So anyways, to, to answer your, your question, the idea around the key in the box, I think it's just, there's just way more to it. Like it's, it's not just about like the, it, it again, it also depends on how you define education. Like, I think you do have to understand yourself. You do have to understand the world. You do have to build the right skills and, and knowledge and toolboxes and all of those things. And I think that's how you unlock potential. And then, like I said, removing those fears, removing the insecurities, because you can be the smartest person, you can have all the skills, um, but if you're insecure about, let's say, your intelligence, um, that's going to be a huge barrier to holding you back from doing things.
0: A hundred percent, and I think the statement standard for the point of, we spend most of our transformative years in school, and that's a fact. That, that, is, that is the reality of today, is that we spend the m- majority of our transformative years in school and i guess that statement was just trying to touch upon whether we agree with the fact that school is doing the best in optimizing our potential so that was where it stood from when i read that statement from my my interpretation anyways Yeah,
1: I, i actually i don't think i'm not sure most people most smart people in the world would say that school is doing the best at optimizing human potential because that's not its job like i it's not about, that's not even the question, like what is the, what is the role of school in the education system? It is to help people get to a certain baseline, mm-hmm. right? It is to educate, it's not to thrive. We don't call it the thriving system, right? And so at a certain point, when you're building something for the masses, it's like, well, what's the goal? The goal is to help people to get to a certain baseline where they can contribute to society and then the secondary goal is create a filtering mechanism to enable certain people to get to the next stage, which is usually university colleges, right? And so it's, it's not about is, is, educa- is education system helping people becoming their full potential optimal self. That's not the job of it. And so part of it is not even looking at it that way. And when you understand that, then you realize that just going through school is not enough, And it is not school's responsibility to do that. They have another goal they're trying to optimize. It is your responsibility to unlock your potential. It's your responsibility to thrive. And I think where the education system has to shift a little bit is giving room for people to find that within themselves. For example, if you had an hour or two during the day where you could learn any skill you wanted and that was up to you, I think that would be really interesting. Um, and so I think it's just being able to look at it differently and realize that you have more agency over yourself and, and more ownership over yourself than, than, you, than you might think, especially when you're in school. And the whole idea is how do you become the CEO on, on your life and not rely on other systems and organizations to just make you successful? And that's something we talk a lot about in TKS. If you come into TKS, the first day we tell you, you have not achieved anything. Like you didn't succeed at anything yet. You just got in here, but now what are you going to do with it? And even with, when you're in it, we tell you like, don't just blindly follow what we say, seek to understand, try to figure out like why we do certain things and then make it your own. Um, and I think that that point in understanding is, is something that um, we kind of, we kind of avoid in, in, large systems because it's not good when people understand things people ask too many questions it takes too much time to explain um, but when you want to maximize something I think you have to understand
0: so it's it's about unlocking your full potential and it, it goes back to the fact that your only limit is yourself now you once said if we don't know where we're going how can we make a plan to get there I want to ask you tks has so much potential, the potential that TKS has is insane. And we've seen that to the amazing achievements and milestones that you guys have um, walked through so far. I wanna ask you with that said, where is TKS going? And what is the plan? Because there is so much potential and there's so much that you can tap into. Where are you guys going and what is the plan?
1: Yeah, so I mean, our, our end goal is to solve the world's most important problems. And, I, and we need people to do that. And so the, the plan now is number one, create a global community of, of like-minded people that have the knowledge, skills, mindset, and networks to go affect change. And so the short term now is scaling TKS um, through this digital platform and physically through different cities. So right now, you know, we're in Toronto, Ottawa, Boston, New York, Las Vegas, we're launching LA, Vancouver, so a bunch of these different cities in North America. Uh, and then again, opening up this virtual program for kids around the world to have a similar experience. Um, then the next step as we as we scale is now what do we do with those people? And so a couple of things that we're doing is creating a fund uh, to invest in those people. So giving them money um, to actually build their ideas and solve problems uh, for the ones that do want to take that entrepreneurial path, uh, for the ones that... Uh, want to work with amazing companies that are already solving problems. We're going to create a recruiting arm, basically, to help TKS kids find these game-changing companies and join them to help uh, push their mission forward. Because it's not always about starting things. Um, you know, you need people to join Amazing Visions. For example, we need people to join TKS, like our team, to help materialize this the vision for this company, right? And so they're both equally important. Um, And so providing routes for for both those paths is is really key. So those are are two things that we're working on um, as we think about how do we actually solve these really important problems. Like once we have the human capital, now what, right? Now how can we help those people um, achieve what they want?
0: Yeah, it it is not so much about what you do, it's how you do it as well, isn't it? And you also once said, Humans have much more potential than we think. We're just not developing them the right way. And we need to be intentional about how we develop them. That poses a question on my end, which is what does the future of education look like to you?
1: Yeah, I think the answer for this definitely changed in the last few months with with COVID and the pandemic, with everything being global. I think at a baseline, the first priority should really be to help people um, develop self-awareness uh, as early as possible and be on the path to being self-aware. So, for example, promoting things like introspection, retrospection, um, things like that, I think is really important because once you do that, then you start to enable people to be the CEO of their own life so you can get on to step two, which is self-learning. Um, And I think the future education, there's a lot of self-learning in in that. So figuring out what skills you want to build. You can think about the, you can think about all of the stuff we have today as a menu and you can choose. Do I want to learn software engineering? Do I want to learn negotiation? Do I want to learn financial modeling? Do I like, what do you want to learn? There's so much stuff you can't learn all of it. And so being able to figure out, well, what do I enjoy or how can I figure out what I enjoy and then pick those things are important. So, so self-awareness uh, and then giving that flexibility to pick those menus and having that self-learning. I think the other piece of that is uh, a lot more collaboration. Like right now, when you're in a classroom, we still have these desks that face forward in many parts of the world. And what we need to do is create environments where people can be collaborative, whether that's digital environments. One of my friends just launched a company called Spatial, um, which does VR worlds basically. and. and being able to interact with people in virtual reality worlds. Um, They're based out in New York. Uh, There's also, like, obviously the in-person interactions that we can be better at doing. Um, Then on top of that, you have all these digital courses from Udacity, Coursera, that you could just sign up for, edX, you can take Stanford, Harvard courses for free right now. Um, And so I think the future, when you think about the future of education, it has to be, personalized, but on top of that, rather than just saying, let's create a personalized system, I think you should just create a system that can be personalized. The difference between that is the former is you're expecting someone else to personalize it for you. The latter is you're personalizing it for yourself. And if you know what you want and what you like, then you can just do that. You don't have to rely on someone else to to do it for you.
0: It's about taking that initiative. It comes back full circle to what I learned from you a couple of years ago, which was if you truly want something you go figure it out yourself and you go and do it because there's always a way and if you truly want something you'll make a way for it and not an excuse. Um, Honestly one of the best life lessons that I took uh, from you amongst many other things. I would like you to tell us a bit more about a few examples maybe if, if you don't mind sharing of some of the amazing things that uh, TKS students are doing. Now, I know there is a lot, I know, but if you could perhaps just give one or two examples of stuff that they're working on or stuff they're getting involved in.
1: So Hannah, uh, so there's one one girl, Hannah, uh, she just finished her first year of university. Um, she started in TKS, really interested in genetic engineering and uh, inc- in curing kind of gene-based illnesses and diseases uh, and issues. She ended up researching into CRISPR, specifically an anti-CRISPR ended up working at this lab called the Davidson Lab in in Toronto, which was actually building out like anti-CRISPR solutions. Um, At the same time, she was learning about machine learning and AI and started integrating machine learning and AI into like, what can we do with that? Because of that, she ended up leading a team of like masters and PhD students. Again, just at this point being at the end of grade 12 and first year of university, because she was the only one that understood both worlds. Um, And now she actually is in an accelerator program, building a company in real estate, totally different from anything in science. Now, the reason why I like this is not because of like what she did, like working in gene editing and building companies. And now she's again, just finished first year university. The reason why I like it is because it shows that flexible mindset, that figure it out mindset, where you could be learning about gene editing in grade twelve, leading a team of people because you just have unique knowledge, and then completely pivoting and, and pursuing another interest in entrepreneurship around real estate uh, because you just have the mindset of you can figure it out. And another one is a uh, Ben Nashman who's building a company called Synex Medical. Um, they're just announcing uh, eight million dollar. Uh, series A raise Um, and again he just he technically would have finished second year university but he dropped out to start this company and I'm not saying dropping out is a good thing but generally what I would say is you shouldn't drop out unless you have a reason to drop out um, and build your reason to drop out like what is your reason right and I think a lot of people are starting to think it's like cool to drop out of university to start a company well start that company first and then make it hard not to drop out. That's what Mark Zuckerberg did with Facebook. When he was at university, Facebook was just growing so much that he had to drop out. So basically you wanna force yourself to drop out, not just like do it because you just have the feeling of doing it. Um, and yeah, like you said, there's there's so many more I could mention, uh, but on our website, if you go to students, there's also a bunch there. But generally I think the, the big thing is they, they've accomplished a lot of things. Like they've worked at Microsoft, XPRIZE, AI companies, like they've done crazy stuff, but at the core of everything is really like the mindset that enabled them to do all those things. And that's probably the the similar thread that I see through everybody. It's if you have built like the right mindset um, and you're you're willing to put in the work, like you'll you'll win.
0: It's absolutely amazing. Like at that at that young of age, be able to achieve that amount of things is just incredible. And one thing that i take from TKS as one of the many messages that comes across is that you effectively telling young kids that you don't need to wait until you're this certain age to be able to do x y and z right you don't need to wait until you're an adult and i i that to to do all these big things and that and that is really empowering and that is really remarkable and inspiring and i hope to continue to see this amazing growth that TKS has had I can't, I can't believe what you guys have achieved today and I've always I've always I've always had faith to see something like this come out in the world and you've you've shown us um, you and the whole of TKS because TKS is composed of people and it's the people that make um, the program the company the entity the brand and you guys have done remarkably well so <laughs> props to you guys on that I want to wrap this up by asking you, what's up and what's next? For you or for TKS? I'll leave that question open-ended for you.
1: Uh, one, one of the big things we're doing is TKS talks right now. So, um, you know, there's a lot of smart people in the world and now with platforms like Zoom, you can literally broadcast knowledge to everybody in real time. And so, you know, tomorrow we have our TKS talks with Tesla and a space company <laughs> that I can't say publicly, but you'll find out that we um, the talk tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we're, we're starting to host these like worldwide events. We have over 5,000 people signed up from every continent in the world, except for Antarctica, which is nuts. Um, and it just shows like, there's ambition everywhere. Uh, you see people signing up from like random places in the world that I literally have never heard of before just because of this event. Um, and there's so much driven kids. And I think that shows that oh, that whole piece on unlocking people's potential is so important because before this, uh, before the internet, if you lived in some random village, your chances to do anything meaningful and significantly impact people's lives would be close to zero, but now just because you have the internet, your chances, you know, go up in order of magnitudes. And I think it it, it ties in really well with what you said about not waiting till later. Um, in the book, The Alchemist. Have you have you read that book?
0: Uh, I've read snippets of it. Uh, I'm still uh, skimming to um, how to pause it, but yes, I've heard of it.
1: So in in the beginning that. The, the main character, he meets this old man and the man talks to him about achieving his legacy, right? And basically the thing that you, you want to do in your life, the things that you're passionate about. And the man talks about how um, he's talking to him because you know he took a different path that aligns with what he wanted to do, which was traveling, so he became a shepherd. And he looks at the the baker and he says, you know, the reason why I'm talking to you and not not the baker over there is because the baker didn't choose the path that uh, he was excited about. He chose to be a baker because that's what his parents thought was was good. You know, it looked good as a title. Um, it would be easier to get married. It's more stable. And then he could work as a baker and then one day go, see, go do the things that he cares about and see the world. And this the person he was talking to chose to be a shepherd because shepherds have to travel and move around a lot. And that's the thing that he was passionate about. But shepherds, you know, are not going to get married easily. They're not going to make a lot of money. It's not like a good title to have. And I think that concept is so applicable in today's society where everyone wants to be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer at Google or something like that. (laughs) And every single time where it becomes uh, it becomes looked up to even an entrepreneur or CEO. I think that's the time where you have to take a second and pause and think like, is that actually what I want? Like am, am I being the baker or am I being a shepherd? And if you're the shepherd, you're likely to find more happiness. Um, but if you're the baker, then you're basically postponing your happiness because of the titles, because of what society wants you to do or your parents want you to do or whatever. And so at the end of the day, it's just like, how do we help people figure out what's right for them? And through TKS Talks, through our program, hopefully we just help people figure out what they want to do. And then hopefully they want to help other people and impact other people's lives and make the world a better place. And so we want to help them get get the knowledge, skills, mindsets and networks to be able to do
0: that. It's unbelievable how you're impacting tons of kids who will go on and hopefully impact billions of people. And that's where the term unicorn comes from. Um, In Silicon Valley, we say uh, unicorn companies, which is basically a company that will make a billion dollars. But TKS likes to think of their people as unicorn people, because hopefully they will go on and impact billions of people. I have a prediction to make, and this will probably wrap up our episode for today, which is within the next decade, some of the biggest companies, some of the most innovative companies and some of the most game-changing companies will be led by people who went to the TKS program. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. This is my prediction. Don't know if you agree with it or not, Nav, but I'll leave it as that. I have true, true belief eh, and true faith that that will be the case. Nav, thank you so much for today. I appreciate your time, honestly. If you guys have enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to listen to our next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.